we preview the Munster Football Championship clash between Cork and Clare tomorrow. John Cleary, Brian Hurley and Clare boss Cullum Collins all give their thoughts. We'll also hear from the Cork Hurling selector Donal Mahoney and player Niall O'Leary and a couple of more clips as well from that launch on Wednesday of the Munster Championships. Colin Healy and Shane Keegan give their reactions to their side's defeats last night. We're going to wrap up all the day's action in the Premier League and plenty of it as well. Big results in both ends of the table. And of course, the Masters at Augusta is back underway. They're minus a few trees in in at Augusta National at the moment, but uh, the third round is underway. We'll keep an eye on all of that between here and seven. It's Aidan Lee here with you until 7 o'clock on the big red bench here on Cork's Red FM 0868104106 if you want to get in touch with us at Big Red Bench on Twitter. And I suppose we'll start with the Masters. Uh, Rory McIlroy's gone. A disaster for him in the second round and his second round was actually over before the uh, bad weather even started. And uh, 77 5 over par, finished 5 over par for the tournament. Everybody backed him. Like everybody said this was the year for Rory and just never looked likely from from the word go. He just he was he looked like he was up against it and never got into his rhythm whatsoever. The the leaders are going to be out a little bit later on. Um, John Ram he's within two shots now of Brooks Kepka, of course, at the halfway stage. The American leading the way on twelve under par. I see him here practicing a few shots out of the bunker. Um, he's out in about an hour's time. I would I, I I'm guessing like that. It's coming up. On American time, Eastern time, so it's one o six p.m. Eastern, whatever that is, <laughs> over here. Um, Tiger Woods he drained a twenty five foot birdie uh, on the fifteenth uh, green, helping him make the cut for the twenty third time in a row, which is some going just about made it as well. He's three over the cut line, was three over, just about made it. Bogey the eighteenth, he walked off very depressed looking because I say he thought it was all over, but uh, just snuck in. Shane Lowry has begun his third round. He's three under bogeyed the first. Uh, it's unfortunate he was tied for 10th and 4 under going into that. Um, hopefully he can uh, get back and regain a few shots. He's thinking, this is surely, this this is this is Shane Lowry's playground, you know. Poor weather, windy, wet, like... Come on, Shane! Like this is your, this is your thing. Like, um, but so far, not a great start. And like we said, McElroy gone. Um, all right, we'll keep an eye on that as we go along. And uh, I suppose we'll we'll crack on into the Premier League action. Leicester, they remain in deep relegation trouble after losing one 0 at home to fellow strugglers Bournemouth. Uh, here we have the full-time report. It was 1-0 to Bournemouth at King Bar Stadium. Here's Clive Edwards. It's less than nil. Bournemouth won. The Bournemouth players are hugging each other after this victory that may be so important in their attempt to stay in the Premier League. The goal scored by Phil Billing after 40 minutes after an awful error in defence by Leicester's Madison. Leicester looked better in the second half, but they weren't good enough to break down the Bournemouth defence. It's finished Leicester nil, Bournemouth one. Leicester stay second from bottom while their opponents move out of the drop zone. Nottingham Forest are now in the bottom three following a 2-0 defeat to Aston Villa. Villa now up to six. They're absolutely flying under manager Unai Emery 
uh, 2-0 like we said here's Tom Ross Aston Villa 2 Nottingham Forest 0 goals from Bertrand Traore and Ollie Watkins he scored his 12th of the season in stoppage time and that was more than enough to earn the points for Aston Villa against the Forest team who looked destined for the championship based on what we've seen today they came for a point they walk away with nothing Aston Villa 2 Nottingham Forest 0 Steve Cooper's head is definitely on the chopping block at the moment. There was a rumour that he had been sacked during the week and the club had to come out and say that he hadn't and to try and quell the rumours. But, you know, going back now, like, Nottingham Forest spent so much money and I hate to see it because I always like to see clubs that come up sticking with their manager even if they are in difficulty because obviously there's a good squad there and if they go down, they might come straight back up. Burnley did that with Sean Dyche years ago. Um... uh, I don't know. I suppose when you spend that much money, like the squad that Nottingham Forest have, I mean, <laughs> there was I, I saw someone say during the week. I think he was, I don't know, was it Gary Neville or he was the only player that, that Nottingham Forest. I think it was Paul Morrison actually today said he was the only player that Nottingham Forest hadn't tried to sign <laughs> in the in the last two transfer windows. Another manager whose job is in the balance is David Moyes, but. He picked up and his West Ham side picked up a much needed 1-0 victory over Fulham and uh, that will ease a lot of pressure on his job. Joshua Dudonker. Fulham nil, West Ham United won. A massive win for West Ham and David Moyes. Harrison Reid's first half own goal has secured the points for West Ham in this London derby. Frantic game. Visitors had to dig deep. Best chance coming from Fulham was in prayer broke through on goal but Fabianski had to go down low and halt the Brazilian as he tried to go around him. Now four straight losses for Fulham but today belongs to West Ham and a crucial win at the bottom and for their survival hopes it finished Fulham nil West Ham 1 yeah and the battle for third place between Newcastle and Manchester United is interesting obviously both of them will just be happy they're in the top four uh, United went above them earlier with a 2-0 win over Everton Newcastle though going back up to third they came from a goal down to beat Brentford 2-1 let's hear from the Newcastle and Brentford game first if I can find it. Here we are Ryan Bramlow. Brentford 1, Newcastle United 2, a classy second half performance from Eddie Howe's side. It's been the straight fifth win in a row and takes the Magpies back up to third in a remarkable turnaround at the G-Tech. Tony put the hosts ahead converting from the spot the second time of asking in stoppage time in the first half but the visitors came flying out of the traps goals from Joe Linton and Alexander Isak condemned the Bees to their first loss here since September. The final score, Brentford 1 Newcastle United 2 yeah, and it was a comfortable um, lunchtime uh, victory as well for Manchester United over Everton. Here's Darren Stanage. Manchester United 2, Everton nil. A goal in each half sees United comfortably beat Everton and Old Trafford to move into the top three. A dominant performance that should have yielded more goals. Pickford was in fine form to deny Rashford and Anthony one-on-ones. Couldn't keep out McTominay's effort on 35 minutes. Anthony hit the post. Wan-Bissaka missed an open goal. But United had to wait till the 71st minute for a second. Rashford fed sub Martial and that effectively killed off the game. Everton, well, they remain in trouble. Didn't offer a great deal here at all. It's finished United 2, Everton 0. The game of the day was probably Tottenham against Brighton. It was 2-1. Both managers were sent off. Of course, both of them are actually vying for for European football as well for for top four even Brighton going for a win would have put them a point behind Tottenham um, Tottenham have a couple of more games played as well but Tottenham managed to get over the line it was Harry Kane with a winner um, Danny Welbeck had put Brighton in front it was 
ruled out for handball I think by VAR uh, but both managers being said obviously that's the Zerbi and um, is it Stuani Christian Stuani stayed on when Antonio Conte left uh, left as Tottenham manager uh, let's hear all about it from Nigel Bidmead Tottenham 2, Brighton 1. Spurs were second best for most of the afternoon, but they have Harry Kane, who won the game for them with his 23rd league goal of the season. Spurs went ahead when Hyung-Min Son scored his 100th Premier League goal with a fantastic curling shot from 20 yards. Brighton levelled on 36, skipper Lewis Dunk heading home a corner. On 55, Brighton had a Danny Welbeck goal ruled out for handball, and that led to a confrontation between the benches, which ended with a red card for both managers. Referee Stuart Atwell and the VAR official made a massive mistake in failing to award Brighton the penalty before Kane with an emphatic first time finish gave Spurs a much needed win Spurs 2 Brighton 1 yeah like that's far for you you know uh, we've all these angles and looking back and they're still getting stuff wrong and obviously I'm a bit more annoyed because it affects uh, Manchester United's standings in the league more than anything but uh, they just they'll never get it right they'll never get it right I'd rather see one referee get it wrong than, than, than four fellas looking at a screen still getting it wrong but anyway uh, Frank Lampard oh, it's just so strange lads Frank Lampard back at Chelsea I said a couple of weeks ago was it last week or a couple of weeks ago about uh, Julian Nagelsmann and it was last week yeah, and I was saying it'd be interesting to see if he's there next next Christmas and then after that 2-0 defeat to Aston Villa like he'll be there next week it's Frank Lampard that's here um, obviously they couldn't get Nagelsmann over the line or something anyway like is Frank Lampard going to be here till the rest of the season Real Madrid during the week oh I wouldn't like to be a Chelsea fan it was Wolves 1 Chelsea nil. it was a cracking strike by Nunes here's Frank Watson Wolves 1 Chelsea nil. So Frank Lampard inherits the same old problems really from Graham Potter. Chelsea had a lot of possession and uh, put Wolves under a lot of pressure but really hardly created a clear-cut chance. The team separated in the end by a superb right foot volley from Mateus Nunes on 31 minutes when a cross into the Chelsea box was only headed clear to him and it dropped to him and he sent a, a superb shot past Kepa in the Chelsea goal for all their pressure in the second half and five substitutions made by Lampard Chelsea really never created anything Jose Sarr in the Wolves goal was busy but didn't have to make any proper saves just uh, collected lots of crosses made one or two blocks etc good defending from Wolves a desperately important win for them and the fans enjoyed singing you're going to get sacked in the morning to Frank Lampard as the final whistle went it finished here at Molyneux Wolves 1 Chelsea 0 Wolves fans taking all prisoners there at the end of that one and of course the live game at the moment the half five kickoff is Man City away to Southampton it's nil all with 39 minutes gone on the clock Celtic took a huge step towards retaining the Scottish Premiership title with a 3-2 victory over Rangers in the Old Firm Derby. The move, the win moves the champions 12 points clear of their Glasgow rivals at the top of the table. There are seven games remaining there. Uh, Jota was among the goal scorers at Parkhead. Speaking of seven games remaining, 
Burnley back up to the Premier League they sealed promotion last night from the Championship Vincent Company doing a stellar job there Josh Cullen is a big piece of that puzzle as well of course the Republic of Ireland midfielder uh, the Ireland women's team continue their preparations for this summer's World Cup this evening Vera, <coughs> Vera Post side take on the US in a friendly in Austin at half seven Irish time a uh, bit of GA news uh, there are three games in the Corker Unions Football League Division 1 earlier Kilna Martra beat St Finbar's 115 to 111 Castlehaven are taking on Kish Kame it's 2-12 to 2-7 or have we a score update 2-12 to 3-8 now a point in it cracker of a game and uh, there's about three minutes left in that one uh, and also underway now actually uh, is Valley Rovers against Airog will get a score for that a later on the Connacht Senior Football Championship got underway this afternoon Sligo were 2.20 point winners against uh, London in Royslip Leitrim are across the pond as they face New York at 11pm Irish time and the preliminary round of the Ulster Championship is underway as well Armagh are leading Antrim 14 points to 1-6. All right. Not a good night for Cork City last night. Away to St. Patrick's Athletic. Ended 4-0 to Pats. Here's Colin Healy with Oshin Langan after the game. Colin Healy, Cork City manager. A 4-0 defeat here at Richmond Park. Your thoughts on the game? Um, not good enough. I didn't think in, in the first half um, to, get a, to get a soft goal. Um, bad defending by us. We stopped the cross. Um, we had the better chances in the first half, I thought. With Danny at the back post with the header, I thought he should have done, and obviously with Keats. Um, but in the second half, we didn't. Yeah, it's. Um, what specifically was not good enough? Was it the defending? Was it the attitude? What was it? Um, I think Everton. I think Everton. I just thought, you know, um, we went 2 0 down. Um, I thought it was a free in the middle of the park. He's come through, I think, the back of uh, Key Murphy, and uh, they let it play. And obviously, we need to do better for the goal, but it's a, it's a free kick in the middle of the park. But even that, uh, it was tackles and wanting to win, and I didn't see that there to me. Is that something that you can turn around quickly, specifically for Monday night and Dundalk? They're going to have to. They're going to have to turn around. I mean, I mean, when the players go on the pitch, it's players need to take responsibility. Um, we can set them up in, in formations all the way, what we want to do. They're, they go on the pitch they're in charge um, they know that themselves even in the dressing rooms afterwards they know they need to, it needs to be better it needs to be better from everybody have they said that the players have you talked I've said it I've said it okay. the players have said it coming up here getting beaten 4 nil is not good our fans have come up to support the team and that's not good enough for our fans and it's not good enough for the players and coming up here beaten 4 nil. it's one thing for it to happen once but it can't happen twice I, I don't think I'd seen that from your team before I don't think I've ever seen you react like this this that's is the first time that's the first time yeah that's the first thing where do you think it comes from? Um, it comes from yourself doesn't it? in the day you've on the pitch and you, you need to go and perform it's, you know, obviously to the players you're in charge of your performance you know it's um, as a team tonight um, especially second half Dundalk on Monday night is that the ideal thing to have a game coming so quickly to be able to get it right and turn it around so quickly so we're playing against a very good side um, we've come down uh, down turners cross there'll be a big crowd um, what they've seen tonight obviously they won't be happy the players need to need to regroup and, and get ready for for, uh, for Dundalk because it will be a tough game as I said Stevie's got them playing in a good way so it will be a difficult game if we're like that tonight we'll be beaten but we need to regroup we need to get together thanks Colin no problem thank you
Yeah, Colin Healy speaking there after Cork City's 4-0 defeat away to St. Patrick's Athletic last night. And uh, yeah, not not happy uh, with the result, obviously. Um, and straight away, it's into a, a game against Dundalk Monday night. So hopefully Cork City can bounce back. Cove Ramblers will also be hoping they can bounce back from a 3-1 loss to Waterford, of course. Newly managed by Keith Long, the former Bohemians manager, um, at home to Cove as well. And a bit out of character for Cove this season. They were going quite well. Uh, the goal for Cove came from Jack Doherty from the penalty spot halfway through the second half. Shane Keegan was speaking to the media after the game. Dylan O'Connell was there for us. Well, Shane, first of all, uh, what's your assessment of the game? Yeah, really, really disappointed, but disappointed in a very different manner. I mean, we've only lost two games to date, and there's, the sense of disappointment they have tonight is very, very different to the sense of disappointment they had tonight against Galway. Um, against Galway, we just didn't perform, and we were we were very poor on the night, and, and were beaten deservedly. It's a different kind of disappointment tonight because I thought we were very, very good for long periods. I thought we were really good. I mean, you look at the amount of chances created. We've hit the crossbar twice, the post once, and had one cleared off the line as well, and had a penalty that we felt was Stonewall as well um, so I think we've created as many goal scoring chances definitely as many quality goal scoring chances as they have and I, I think they're one of the very best teams in the league so in that sense I'm really really pleased I just think I'll be honest I missed the third goal I was I was, I was crouched down right now the, the substitution slips for the third one because we were getting ready to make a triple change to really try and go for it for the last the last 15 minutes um, so I need to review that one back but the first two goals were certainly very very sloppy um, and again to give them away so early you know we did the same two weeks ago up in Finn Harps that annoys me as well but you know uh, uh, there was no positives out of the night against Galway there was a hell of a lot of positives out of the night tonight Yeah you just hit the nail on the head there Shane like in terms of slow start like you'd have been looking for a strong start against a team like that big crowd in to see it tonight again and you know you must be frustrated with conceding two goals inside in 11 minutes Yeah yeah. as I say second second time in three weeks that that's happened mm. um, not you know just not good enough uh, you know defensively I think we've been pretty excellent this year by and large um, look you do have to caveat a little bit the losses that we had in the back line I mean we've lost two fellas there out of, out of our three centre backs two fellas who've been outstanding for us this year and they've been replaced by by what's Justin 1920 now Justin's well able for it but you know I mean to be throwing uh, Charlie in Charlie's I think still 17 <laughs> um, and you're throwing him in against a fella who, who last week looked uh, probably the best winger in the league um, so he's he's done well he's done well and I'm not trying to, to hang him at all um, but at the same time I think he will be a bit annoyed with himself on, on, on the first goal possibly um, so yeah look the, the bit of disruption in the back line certainly didn't help never yeah. mind the players coming in it's just to lose two players as solid for Ali's arguably their player of the season he's super um, so that caused a bit of disruption which didn't help yeah and as you said there there's a lot of positives to take from the game you hit the woodwork three times as you mentioned you know Jack and uh, Waru were causing them a lot of problems you know if they got the right service you could see you know you were lucky to just come out with the one goal in the end yeah yeah and I suppose I'm, I'm you know obviously you will look at yourself first and I'm just annoyed that I didn't manage to get the triple substitution done before they got their third I would love to have seen how that would have played out if we could have got those three boys on at 2-1 because as I say as soon as they come on Luke's put in a fantastic cross and brilliant header by Jake I don't know what sort of spin is on that ball that hits the post and, and like it looks like it has to go in after it hits the post mm. but whatever spin is on it it manages to trickle across the line into the keeper's hands um, so no look look. next week is huge next week is, is huge rest of the results tonight went reasonably went our way again so they did um, so you're looking and going 
you know, I keep arguing that I, I think Bray Water Galway will be the top three, right? If I'm right and we let those three off ahead of us, we have the potential, if we could go to Athlone and beat them next week, we would finish the first quarter of games in fourth place with the nearest team behind us in fifth place being six points behind. That's a huge carrot. That's a huge carrot. So it's a massive, massive week for us. And we need to go up there with real, real positivity. Look, the one other dampener on tonight is, you know, Keen Brown has been absolutely outstanding all season. Um, he's gone down about looks. Uh, yeah, he's gone down in injury time to, with, with what looks a bad late injury. We need to assess that one because he's he's been absolutely fantastic, so he has. But um, look, we'll see how that shapes up over the next 48 hours too. You must be really pleased with the attendance as, as well this season, Shane, and they're, they're watching an exciting Rambles team. They are, yeah, yeah. Look, I think it's 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 give and take with, with us, really. I think we're giving them reason to come and, and they're coming and getting behind us, which is great. Um, really, really excellent turnout again tonight. It really, really was. And look, it's our intention to... You know, being in around this kind of promotion fight for the year, and I think if we can do that, I would like to think that they're the sort of crowds that we sh- we should see all year because what they're definitely going to get is is a team that absolutely em- empties themselves effort wise. So the last one, then next week it's it's uh, back on the road again. Mm. So what type of game do you expect against that loan, and what's key for you like, to come out on top of that one and get back to winning ways next week? Yeah, look, I suppose ourselves and themselves are the two most improved teams in the league, really, aren't we? You know, you know they've they've shown massive improvement as well. Um, they've got some serious. Serious, serious players uh, Hickey has been very very impressive um, yeah all over the field they've got a hell of a lot of impressive players I suppose the other thing that we need to factor in is a very 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 different pitch you're, you're on an Astro um, quite a big quite a big surf, surface you know as you've seen with us you've, you've seen pretty much all our games we do have a tendency to pick horses for courses in terms of you know what's required we've made you know a couple of changes almost every single game from game to game and I think what's required of us next week probably is a good bit different than what was required of us tonight tonight really had to be about energy work rate our application off the ball and, and trying to attack extremely quick when we turned it over I think it's going to be more of an onus this is probably you know I would say I don't know will we be will the bookies have his favourites next week possibly you know there thereabouts um, and you know we need to rather than being the, the, the tough dogged underdogs as we were tonight I think next week's the onus is on us to, to go and play and, and take the game by the scruff of the neck okay tonight thank you cheers thank you and just one last question there Shane like you're tuning down inside 10 minutes yet the team responded perfectly but that shows the spirit in the team uh, their, att- their attitude is faultless their attitude is absolutely faultless I have to say um, really really excellent it was the same as I say up in, in Harps a couple of weeks ago annoyed to allow teams ahead of us like that but a, a brilliant response again tonight really really brilliant response um, they're a great group look they're a great group they manage themselves to be honest with you there's a couple of leaders in that dressing room two of them unfortunately were subs tonight rather than starters in, in Frawley and Abbo they are absolutely two of our, our most prominent leaders but yet they were still 100% involved in everything tonight you could see them on the pitch during the warm up you could see them in the dressing room constantly they carried Keane off the pitch after the injury um, yeah no character wise I cannot fault this squad in any way shape or form Shane Keegan there speaking after Cove Ramblers 3-1 last to Waterford last night. Uh, full time between Castlehaven and Kish game. Castlehaven running out one point winners 213 to 3-9 the final score there. And it's uh, two points apiece between, well the last time I checked it was two points apiece between Valley Rovers and Airog. Well there's been a goal for Airog. It's Airog 1-2, Valley Rovers 2 points with 20 minutes gone in the first half there. Alright uh, of course Easter Monday means one thing the Grand National at Ferry House uh, Dave Keena 
has been previewing the biggest race in Irish horse racing. Gordon, a big team of horses for the Boyle Sports Irish Grand National on Monday. What do you think the best of them? Chemical Energy, the Gopher, lots there. Yeah, they look probably the ones, you know, the way the ground has gone. Probably gone against Astrid Meadow. And um, probably looking Chemical Energy, the Gopher. You know, Deffy Blue down the bottom, he's fifth in the Kimmure, he could run well a lightweight. But yeah, we've probably run six or seven in the race, you know, the Boyle Sports, Irish Grand National, it's a great race. Um, we've obviously won it once, been lucky enough to win it once, and it'd be great to win it again. And those two horses, the top horse at the top of the handicap, Chemical Energy and the Gopher, they both ran really well at Cheltenham. How have they been since? Both of them seem in very good form, so we're looking forward to running them, yes. Mikey, you've had a wonderful year. Uh, obvious highlight, Cheltenham and the other grade ones, but you have a, a real chance of uh, continuing that success with Espinito Bello and the Irish National. Yeah, that's correct, Dave. Um, he was very good when he won here the last day in Nace. Uh, that was a great pot to win with him, and he won it quite easily. Look, he's got £11, I think, after that. But, um, hopefully, Venetia Williams' horse might stay in the top of the weights, keep the weights down for him as well. But you know, he's, he came out of that race fine. He's fitting well at home. So um, hopefully, the rain keeps coming and yeah, he'll go there with a big chance. He doesn't have a lot of racing done this year, which I thought, which I thought would be a plus as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, in fairness to Barry, he's placed him very brilliantly. Um, he aimed him from the Tiestes and. Uh, might have left him a small bit short that day he just had a blow at the wrong stage but he still ran a very good race finished fifth and um, he was very good here the last day so um, no he's he hasn't been overly trained this year and um, he seems to be coming right we're happy with him Joseph the Boyle Sports Irish Grand National like to be double handed yeah I'm um, looking forward to uh, the week's racing uh, David be savage racing we hope that Bustleton um, the better the ground the better his chance he's in really good shape he great win in the Kerry National in the summer and fire attack he loves off ground but happens to be soft probably the distance is the worry for him but he's in good shape and his prep has gone well and Bustleton he's been a great great standard bearer this year um, thought he ran a really good race at Newbury as well yeah he did um in fairness to him, he always turns up and runs his race, and um, uh, you know the, the the distance would suit him. He loved Fairy House. The only thing is, he would want the ground too heavy. So, and Fire Attack, what kind of shape is he in? Yeah, he's in really good shape. I was unlucky to fall in the Galway Plate, who looked to be going very well, and uh, he had a nice prep race in Navan where he finished off nicely. And yeah, he's in good shape, so have a chance. The Boyle Sports Irish Grand National goes to post on Easter Monday at five o'clock. Yeah, and uh, you'll have heard Michael O'Sullivan there, of course, the young Cork jockey that had a couple of winners at Cheltenham um, last month. He also had a winner today at Ferry House in the half four in Western Walk. It's been a really good uh, start to 2023 for him, so... uh, uh, hopefully he goes well on Monday. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear from John Cleary, Brian Hurley, Colin Collins, and from the Cork Hurling Camp as well. Um, uh, I was at the launch of the Munster GA Hurling Football Championships on Wednesday at Parky Cueve. And of course, big one tomorrow is Cork versus Clare in the Munster Football Championship quarterfinal. All of that after the break. Don't go away. The Big Red Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench. You're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM. Aidan Lee here with you until 7 o'clock this Easter Saturday. All right, it's halftime between Southampton and Manchester City in the half-five kickoff in the Premier League. And uh, no prizes for guessing who has made the difference there. Here's Peter Hood. 
Southampton nil, Manchester City won. It's not been the champions' best first half of the season by a long, long way, and Southampton have played well to contain them. But right on the stroke of half-time, that man, Erling Haaland, cropped up from a Jack Greenish cross and headed the ball home to give City the lead. They didn't really deserve it, but they've had plenty of possession and seem unflustered as they chase so many th trophies on so many fronts. But Southampton had the best chance. Sulemana went through on goal, denied though by Ederson, and it leaves a half-time of Southampton nil, Man City won. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that, of course. Um, no major news uh, in the last while from Augusta. Uh, Brooks Kepka is uh, just out on course now. He's after teeing off, of course, himself and John Ram are leading. That uh, amateur, Sam Bennett, is seven under. He's... Uh, He's after teeing off his second round or third round, should I say, as well in the last couple of minutes. Um, oh, he's actually after dropping a shot uh, from eight under to seven under. Uh, Shane Lowry he dropped one on the third hole, um, three under so far. Uh, so hopefully Shane can make a bit of uh, a surge up the uh, up the leaderboard. Seamus Power also on course is one over, and Tiger Woods has bogeyed the first on four over par now and uh, it's, it's it's harsh on Woods because you know he's wrecked anyway and have to go finish his second round and then go out and play a third round I, I don't know if he has it in him to be able to play did he play maybe five or six holes of his second round and another 18 on top of that I'm not sure if he has that in him could be really really tough for him um, but look he has his record 23rd time in a row making the cut um, a, a lot of a lot of Gaelic games action on tomorrow I to be honest with you, the, the league final could have done with being this evening in Parky Cueve. <laughs> Might have been a little bit easier. It's, uh, of course, the All-Ireland finalists back uh, clashing together again, Limerick and Kilkenny at Parky Cueve tomorrow. Uh, but all eyes in Cork will be on Ennis, where Cork face Clare. Uh, Brian Hurley has been named to start as captain. Now, we don't know if he's actually able to start or not, but he's down to start. Obviously, there's a new regulation now where the teams have to be announced um, at 10 a.m. Friday morning. Um, that's a new sort of directive from Croke Park. Mar Shanley does miss out, though. He was 50-50 along with Brian, and uh, he he's not on the panel. It's uh, Mihalik Martin in goal. Kevin Donovan, Daniel O'Mahony, and Tommy Walsh make up the full back line. Luke Fahey, Rory Maguire, and Matty Taylor um, all keep their positions pretty much in the half-back line. That that six have been fairly consistent as well so far this season. Colin McCallaghan, Neen Maguire as well, Consistently starting in midfield, which is always good to see, and uh, like that, the whole fifteen really is is about what you'd expect and what ha what we've seen uh, from Cork uh, throughout the league. Owen McSweeney, Rory Dean, and Brian O'Driscoll in the half forward line. I suppose the most interesting thing is Sean Potter lining out wearing number thirteen, Brian Hurley fourteen, and Chris Hogg Jones number fifteen. Uh, I asked John Cleary about Sean Potter and and his positional play. Obviously, Sean Potter's probably one of the most versatile players in the country um, and he's able to cover 1-15 to you'd nearly say uh, and it'll be interesting to see what he does in the round you probably see him playing a similar role to what he's played anyway when he starts at 11 um, but yeah it'll be interesting will he will he drop back depending on the conditions and all that um, but yeah I spoke to John Cleary on Wednesday at the launch of the Munster Championships ahead of that big one tomorrow and uh, just reflected on the league season and uh, looking ahead at what could be a big Munster Championship for Cork 
John Cleary, um, I suppose this calendar is still a bit strange. It's kind of hard to believe that the, the Monster Football Championship is starting <coughs> this, this Sunday. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, it, it seems a bit surreal, all right, but look you know we knew about it since last October whenever when the draw was made that you know two weeks after the, when the fixtures are made soon after that that two weeks after the um, the league was finished the championship was, was, was going to be upon us and um, it's no surprise to anyone at this stage maybe a bit small bit surreal and uh, at this stage now we, we, we're just getting ready for it get on with it and uh, same for both teams Clare played last Sunday week we played it and uh, just hopefully we'll be ready now on Sunday when we go up to this How much of a change to the to the usual preparations has it been like have you, have you kind of had to look at preparing a team a totally different way for championship considering it, it's such an intense block in such a short period of time and trying to get guys to peak can be difficult I imagine yeah well look I suppose um all we were concerned about was getting you know it, it was a double-edged sword really we had to finish up as high as we could in the league and also then that that might give you a cushion um if if, if things didn't go well in the championship and then our main focus then really is the championship that starts next sunday so it really rolled on from the league the preparation has been exactly the same really as be the two weeks in between the league games when we had a, a week off so in in that respect it brought a big good bit of consistency and we knew look we weren't wondering look what are we going to do with these couple of weeks it uh, it rolled on from one to the other and the weekend we have we, we we, we treated the exact same way as we did the, the off weeks in the league the only difficulty is, is the injuries and you know you'd like a couple more weeks I imagine to get everybody right and is it, is it two just is it Brian and, and one more that's maybe 50-50 for that's right yeah, Brian and Morris yeah and, and, uh, but look again um, we can't do anything about that we have a panel there if they're out you know the guys have to put their hands up and come in and I'm sure look as the season going on for all teams there'll be injuries all over the place with the wave these games are coming thick and fast and basically unless you have a panel now you're going to be in bother and that's what we tried to develop there over the season was to get as much game time into guys as we could so that if we have to call the, in, in the championship which we will have to that they're ready and, and that's that's the hope now going forward you know There's quite a lot of ups and downs in the league so to finish on that positive result against Derry I imagine you're quite happy with that yeah I suppose it is look at, at, at one stage um, in that match we were seven or eight points down the second half and it didn't look maybe like it was going to end too well and then to come back and get a draw like was a great fill up for everyone and I think hopefully that'll carry us through now into the league um, and um, y- you know there's nothing like a bit of momentum a bit of feel good factor and I think we have a small bit of it uh, as I said it would have been different if we were well beaten by Derry maybe we'd be going in a small bit of a downer but at this stage hopefully lads are not and that we can hit the ground running on Sunday You're probably a bit, bit sick of getting asked about, about Sean Potter and, and where he's played and obviously with a player so versatile you know and needs most in certain games where do you think in, in, in the ideal game where is his best position do you think? So look, Sean can play anywhere really you, you know what I mean and um, you know he had played centre forward for the club and we had looked at that and had been reasonably successful and look we tried it out in, in games and he did well enough there so that's that's you know that's that's all we were looking at there if if if, if, if somebody does well in a position you know you leave him there and, and um, you know he's brought probably a bit of a new dimension to our attack um, and you know when we had a man sent off against against Lowe Denham and he, he came back into the back line and fitted seamlessly in there so he's very versatile you could play him anywhere I think he he can play in three or four positions equally good Claire 
in Ennis is uh, it's a big test to start off with and one that can be a real springboard if it all goes right yeah look it, it can work both ways it's a huge challenge if it was we could get over it it would definitely uh, you know bounce us forward but look it's going to be a huge challenge like that, that, that you know as I said they were very unlucky in the, in the league um, you know in another year they'd be comfortably mid, mid division 2 um, you know they were all out in quarterfinals last year basically have the same panel of players this year so look they're very experienced they're a good while in the road and uh, you know we're under no illusion you know anything less than our best above in Endless next Sunday and and you know we, we we won't be coming home with anything positive There's a lot of question in the media about you know the, the provincial championships and you know how, how good they are in the season but I, I don't know maybe it's just a bit of voice you always think the Munster Championship is a bit more important or, but for you as well like I imagine it is massively important because that group of guys they'd love to bring home a, a cup and for it to be a Munster title would be huge ah, absolutely yeah sure there's none of our group have a Munster senior medal you know so um, that, that that has to be a huge aim you know, and, and it is a name for this for this group of guys. Um, but like as I said, it starts. You can win one win, monster titles unless you win first rounds, and that's what's facing us there now. And it's knockout. You know, there's no back doors in the monster championship or anything like that. Uh, you know, so whoever's beaten on Sunday is gone. And uh, so look, the aim is ultimately you enter the, the the competition. You're in the competition, the monster championship. The, the ultimate aim is to try and win it, and that's 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 what we're going to try and do starting off next Sunday. Cork Senior Football Manager John Cleary there speaking ahead of tomorrow's Munster quarterfinal in the Football Championship against Clare in Ennis. Full time between Armagh and Antrim. Armagh 20 points. Antrim 1-8 in the preliminary round of the Ulster Championship. Alright, as we said, Brian Hurley is named to start and will captain Cork tomorrow. I spoke to him during the week when uh, I don't think he or John Cleary was sure on whether he's going be, and they might not still be sure to be fair until they go do the warm up tomorrow in Ennis but here's Brian during the week I suppose first of all uh, how's your own body? Yeah it isn't too bad um, I suppose I'll find out more during the week uh, try to pick it up a few notches now this week and see where we're at It's just a case of literally on the day or will you know maybe Friday night or something like that? Um, to be honest with you I haven't done the whole pile so I just need to we're training later on so we'll, have, we'll try to push it up a few notches and see where we're at really is generally the squad in a healthy enough uh, fashion? Um, I think it's in generally good enough fashion if I'm being honest with you but you know I don't think any player in Intercounty is at 100% if that makes any sense uh, I think every player is always carrying something but uh, it's just championship and when championship comes around they, they don't belong clearing up I suppose the, the confidence in the camp would have been a high maybe midway through the league that Dublin game like reflecting on it now it was probably the most intense game he had in that league campaign and you know to, to be a kick of a ball away from winning it I suppose that, that should give you a lot of confidence going into this, this championship now yeah it will I say like you know I think you know funny that we lost it it seems to be and we learned we, we learned a lot we took a lot away a lot more away from it than we did if we won probably but um, you know a lot of teams were, were knocking with them this year so um, and Clare was one of them as well so as I said look we'll, we'll be mind your own house but we'll, we'll be on our toes also yeah, there was a lot of just ups and downs throughout, throughout the campaign and I guess dealing with that as well, you know, you learn a lot from yourselves. Yeah, and I think that's, that's the whole key of the, the league really, like, you know, find out where you're at and what kind of a deep panel you have and I think we certainly, you know, tried out a lot of fellas and a lot of fellas popped their hands so there's plenty of competition which is healthy. How big was the result here against Derry, especially after a disappointing game away to Loud? Uh, they, 
difficult enough defeat to take. It was good to bounce back for the group. Obviously, I imagine you'd love to have been out there yourself, but uh, I imagine that that's huge to get that positive result at the end. Yeah, it was, I suppose, even from Nal and whatnot. Like, you know, I suppose from points to points, I think we were pretty safe, but it was it was basically, you know, the, the fight back was very good in the last 20 minutes, but I suppose you look at the other side of the first 40, was very poor, like, you know what I mean, 45 minutes, maybe the first 45 was very poor, and, you know, we finished very strong, and the fellas came off the bench, really, you know, asked questions, which is what you want of every panel. I suppose what's the overall aim is the final kind of is that the benchmark getting into the Munster final um, look obviously you know we have our own goals as a team but you know our first full concentration is on Sunday um, you know all clear about we've we've come up against them far too many times not to, to to underestimate them and we know it's going to be a big challenge so our focus is on Sunday for now and you know we can we can look further afield after that maybe hopefully obviously a lot of changes in the championship and you know the provincial championships are kind of getting a bit of a knock in, in the media the past couple of weeks but I feel like for the Munster Football Championship is slightly different like you, you've had quite a long wait now for, for Munster title so you, you would love nothing more it would mean a lot to you as well if you did actually get over the line and bring Munster title on the car yeah of course like you know that that's, that's obviously a, a goal of ours but like you know it's, just, it's, a, it's a long a long way to a Munster final really like you know you've two big games before that uh, so as I said you know if you're looking for looking at that now you're you're in the wrong frame of mind really because we know there's going to be a big test on, on, on Sunday and um, as a team I think if you if you look past that you know you're you're asking for trouble really it's strange that you're playing a team so close to playing them in the league as well how much of a difference does that make now playing them because usually you'd have long forgotten about that league tie but it's it's not that long ago so it, that battle is sort of fresh in your memory yeah it certainly is like and it wasn't you know it was a very tough test for us especially for the first half was you know we performed poorly and, and clear on half of us so I think look championship's a different animal as well you know you know stakes are higher the, the pressure's higher and um, you know the tempo is going to be much higher so as I said look that's up to players adapting and getting into championship mode as well yeah very focused Brian Hurley there on tomorrow's championship opener against Clare for Clare it's uh, it's interesting because they could end up in in the Telchin Cup with, with a loss tomorrow um, no they, they could end up with a, in the Telchin Cup with a loss in the semi-final as well if, even if they do win tomorrow um, and I think for Clare, especially after being in an Ireland quarter-final last year, I suppose it would just sting that small bit more. Um, now, look, they, they've got a pretty strong uh, side named out. I saw them in Tralee in the, in the McGrath Cup against Kerry, and Kerry won it by a point in the end. But Clare were, were, were ahead for, I, I would say, 85% of that game. And uh, look, looked quite quite uh, impressive. Uh, I, I saw a lot of the Eroge players in Tralee as well in the club championship against Cairns Ratleys and <clears throat> the likes of Manus Doherty and Kieran Russell there who were uh, at 2 and 5 like they're going forward they're really dangerous Kieran Russell scored a brilliant goal for Aerog that day uh, Aerog Guinness against uh, against Cairns Ratleys um, and the likes of Keelan Sexton Podge Collins like it's a dangerous clear team and uh, I know the guys are not going to they're not, they're not going to take the challenge lightly. It is interesting, though, for Clare, heading in, staring down the barrel of the shotgun of playing Talchon Cup. Um, but it's, it'll be interesting to see how they react if they do end up in it. Will they try and go and win it? Or, you know, will, will it be a case almost of of their pride being hurt by ending up in it? Which I, I imagine is going to happen to a lot of teams. But I did ask Colm Collins about this 
and um, he seemed quite positive uh, on the changes uh, spoke to him on Wednesday also Colum Collins um, I suppose you know heading into the championship like I suppose you won't be happy with, with the league but um, in terms of you know looking ahead it's, it's a short run in are you happy in that aspect that you can just dive straight into another challenge yeah there's there's not any much time for feeling sorry for yourself um, yeah, nothing focuses the mind than a, a quick uh, um, quarter final of a Munster championship coming up in two weeks and uh, which is great from that point of view yeah absolutely like I suppose at least the last game you know a big result you can carry that in and you know when, when you finish with a, with a plum like that and was it 219 I think that was put up like it's it's it gives you a good boost going into the week yeah um, you know we, we had a decent performance last day played some good fo- good football and, and looked at a lot of players so yeah yeah, we, we'd be happy with the last day yeah, absolutely Cork first obviously look Cork and Clare there's plenty of familiarity there anyway but what have you made of them this year so far under John oh, they've been doing very well John John has, has done an excellent job and uh, what you call it they've played some excellent football um, you know that that excellent under 20 team is coming to is coming to fruition and uh, you know they've a settled settled team and they seem to be well balanced across the, the board like and they have a Sigerson victory for you know some of them were on that Sigerson Cork UCC team that won the Sigerson so well no they're a fine side and have, have been playing good football I suppose you know there, there's probably more pressure on you maybe than Cork obviously as defeat would mean going into the Telgian Cup what are your feelings on that? Well the only thing that you can ever ask for is have your face in your own hands and our face is in our own hands so there's uh, we know what's at stake on Sunday and uh, as I said it's up to ourselves to, to, to man up and and, and and perform Is it a positive move in the championship in general though that at least there will be football through the summer no matter what the result Yeah it is yeah absolutely I mean I think you're going to be playing football for right up till July isn't it uh, for, um, for every every team so yeah absolutely that's great And overall then like that can lead at least to you know if a team does have a difficult year like you can bounce back you can do well in the Chelsea Cup and bring that into the year after then yeah absolutely I think that um, you know the criticism of, of inter-county football before was that uh, you know there was a lot of a lot of work a lot of training sessions went into it and then you were gone you know and uh, what you call it um, so that um, this is great that uh, all the training sessions are, are you know uh, are, are matched by decent competitive games and that can only be a good thing just to finish up then you know it's Cork coming to Ennis you must be massively looking forward to obviously a home clash in championship absolutely it's, it's great we love we love playing in Cusick Park and uh, it's a special venue but um, as I said I had to look out the window here and there's nothing wrong with it this one isn't too shabby either so uh, we're looking forward to, to welcoming Cork next weekend absolutely Clare football boss Colin McCollins there speaking ahead of tomorrow's clash in the Munster Senior Football Championship quarterfinal Clare versus Cork in Ennis um, Man City are well they've just gone 2-0 up Jack Grealish with the goal but VAR now we're having a look at it for offside uh, looks like it's going to stand I'd say um, Jack Grealish is on fire at the moment to be fair um, had a fairly awful start to life at Man City I can't believe VAR have checked that well no the eyes deceive you a small bit I'm just looking at it they brought up the line and Jack Grealish was about 6 yards on site when they brought up the line I can't believe they even gave that the time of day um, but yeah 2-0 with an hour gone at St. Mary's. Um, all right. I also spoke 
to uh, Kerry's Tyg Morley, of course. Kerry are uh, they're actually away in a, a warm uh, a warm weather training camp. I think this week it's another week before they go out. They face uh, the winners between Waterford and Tipperary. Caught up with Tyg Morley, asked him about what was a bit of a topsy turvy league campaign for Kerry. Tyg Morley, um, I suppose it was a bit of a a bit of a strangely campaign for Kerry. Where do you feel you stand afterwards? Yeah, it was a little bit up and down, all right. Um, look, I suppose we kind of started back a bit later than everybody else, obviously, with with um, holidays and different bits and bobs, distractions like that. So we're probably a little bit behind at the start. Um, but we were looking in hindsight, we're we're, we're relatively happy. Um, to get you know that mid table and uh, stay safe for the year, and we have a couple of weeks of hard training now, a bit of time for that, so it's worked out grand, yeah. I suppose there is a lot that goes with it, like with winning the Ireland title, and especially winning it and carry it for the first time in so long. You know, probably went on a small bit longer than, than usual, maybe the, the celebrations. Well, do you know what? It was actually you know usually it's in September, and do you know it was at the end of July this year, so we had an extra six weeks there. But uh, look, we were busy with club stuff in a way. Do you know it was actually very busy with the club stuff uh, in Kerry afterwards there's so many club competitions but we got our time to enjoy it which is important too um, but uh, once look once the, the 2023 season started once training started there just after Christmas like we were fully focused on that it was celebrating was over you know so fully fully um, concentrated on the, on the new season then how much of your focus is on you know the actual All Ireland series as well? Not to say that you're going to take you know monster for granted or anything, but you know, like how much time have you spent thinking about you know winning the monster championship compared to hitting that that sort of those two group stages or whatever mm. uh, come the All Ireland series? Yeah, look, it's, it's probably important this year, all right? To definitely to win your provincial because you're going to be seeded into that group. Then um, we haven't uh, you know spoken about it or anything like that, but you know it's uh, it, it's, it's greater significance obviously to win your Munster Championship this year um, I suppose the fact that I think that group stage and all that the bigger the squad the better they are so the fact that we played so many bodies during the league probably helps us you know so um, other than that we haven't, really, we haven't really spoken about it but we're just concentrating on the Munster Championship trying and win that and think about the rest of it after yeah Do you expect when the squad kind of settles down now for these Championship games obviously you tried out a lot of players in the league that you might be able to start to get back to that flow you had last year and maybe the structures in the team as well particularly defensively it's hard to replicate that when you've different bodies playing week in week out yeah um, I think um, there's a lot of lads pushing for places it might not be the same team that started last year and in defence to attack midfield I think you know there's a lot of lads that will in the league and that are pushing hard again now so and that's what we need and that's what we want um, I suppose during the league maybe fitness played a little bit of a part as well we were a little bit behind in that so maybe catching up on that there now the last couple of weeks hopefully once the Monster Championship starts we'll be able to hit the ground running then and you know get back into that flow again for sure yeah yeah interesting look with all the talk I, I mentioned it to a few of them because it's kind of everything I've I've heard from a lot of of, of the shows previewing the, the championships that they're, they're just basically giving out that the provincial championships are a nuisance <laughs> is is basically the point, and like we spoke to all of them, and they're actually slightly more like Tyke Morley said there. It's actually more important to win it this year to give yourself a good seeding in the last sixteen, and obviously then all those teams, the likes of Clare, like they're fighting for their lives to stay in the All Ireland series. So it has brought a bit more of a competitiveness back to 
the uh, the provincial championship. So let's see. Let's see. Hopefully, it's a, a positive development. Uh, all right, we've got time to hear from Cork hurling selector Donal Mahney. Um, Nilo, I also spoke to Nilo Leary, and uh, you can hear that chat on tomorrow evening's show. Rory's going to be here from six to seven on the big red bench. Here is Cork hurling selector Donal Mahney. All right, Donald Mahoney, you spoke last week about how Cork test themselves or, you know, rate themselves almost against Kilkenny in the past. So, considering the game, then how, how do you assess Cork now after that after that defeat? We'd be happy enough. You know, it was very easy to be negative about it that we went up and we got beaten. Um, but like I was saying previous to the game, there was two metrics that we were looking for the league. One was building depth in the squad and two was tested characters. And we got a tested character, you were away from home. Um, we had a man sent off and like it went up to seven points. We were down to one stage and we could have folded and they could have beaten us well. And we brought it back down to three points, uh, which showed that we had character. So I'd be focusing the positives. Yeah, we lost the game. That's always disappointing as a car hurling person. You want to win every game you play. But the fact that we showed a bit of character when things were going against us, when they got the penalty and we had the man sent off, um, I think we stood up to, uh, the test of character. So uh, while we were beaten, we still positives to be taken out of it. Yeah, you mentioned your, your aims for the league and obviously everybody said, you know, Cork need to find players. I suppose everyone says that they need to find players, every team. But, um, like, you know, you're looking for players that can make, obviously younger players that are going to come through for the future, but players that can make that difference as well in the heat of battle come championship. So do you feel you have found those two or three guys that, that will add in come, you know, the white heat, let's say, in the middle of those championship games? Absolutely. I think the two key metrics that I thought about was building depth and the test of character and I think they're both aligned with each other um, and I think like we had lots of tests of character like in our first game down here on a Saturday night we played the All-Ireland Champions we were 6 or 7 points down at half time and we came out to the right side of that result uh, everybody knows going to Atten Roy or Salt Hill isn't an easy place to go to face Galway performed really well up there um, again Wexford down here didn't play well we were down a good few points going into the middle of the second half and came out to the right uh, in that result and Clare over the years has been a very difficult venue for Cork to go to like it was easy to say there was nothing riding in the game we went up and we said well, let's see how we're going here and it was a, a desperately bad day and uh, again two points down going down the stretch we came back and we drew the game when you consider the amount of players that we were missing for the league we found that massively beneficial so to answer your question specifically have we felt as I will stand the test of character in the championship we feel we've found a few of those over the, champ- or over the league Cork, they, they, they put up a, a lot of high scores and like that you mentioned, you know, even the Galway game and even the one here against Limerick, you know, uh, goals as well, which were crucial. Like, it, it seems now there's there's so many forwards and so many so much talent in that area. How difficult or is it difficult to then try and get maybe, you know, that unit of that six or nine, let's say, to gel together, you know, the three guys that might come off the bench and make the difference as well. How do you kind of get that unit together and, and to perform consistently? Very good question. Uh, it's difficult. There's lots of ways of looking at it. Like, do you start with your best six forwards or do you finish with your best six forwards? And I think, like, for a number of years, everybody knows Cork will always have good forwards. And maybe that's the rock that we've perched and We've always had good forwards who are capable of scoring, but maybe it's the other metrics that we're falling down in. Uh, the tackling, the chasing the runners off the shoulder, to getting the ball back when we don't have it. And they're the types of things that we're looking at. And we have improved, we feel, significantly on those and we're complementing that with the scores we're getting so like particularly the Galway game in Salton we showed that we'll always put up a big score uh, but we feel that we've really improved on other metrics that we want to see from our forwards and I think we brought that forward over the last few years with the 20s as well the lads know what we expect we know they know 
the uh, characteristics we'll be picking the forwards on so it's not simply on your ability to score there's other metrics we're looking at as well Obviously you're not total strangers to, to the players like you've probably all worked with every single one of them at some stage and maybe there's one or two where you haven't but how important is building that trust between like let's say you and the players and the players and yourselves as well and how have you done that so far? That's interesting like that's the key word in the camp trust and uh, as we say to the lads we can't give it to them uh, they can't give it to us you've earned it and I think you earn it by just working really hard being very honest in what you do uh, and awareness like that is going to be tough decisions particularly you know, over the next few weeks when you're picking squads you're picking teams for championships fellas have been training all year long going to be really disappointed but if you have that trust underpinning what you're doing I think fellas will abide by it um, so like the lads have built trust with us because they delivered in difficult situations which we just talked about above in Galway in the Limerick game down here hopefully we've built the lads trust by doing exactly what we said we would do and we've given the jersey to the fellas that produce and training on Tuesday and Thursday night as opposed to the same fellas on time so I think we're building trust and it's a very important value in our camp at the moment I suppose people always ask the question is it better to, to play first or, or is it better to have you know the week off and come in fresh um, so I don't know I'll ask you anyway you're probably going to say it, it'll all depend on the result on the day but I can't imagine you're, you're too unhappy anyway that you do have that extra couple of weeks getting guys back fit and everything like that no, I suppose there's a link to the league you know we're disappointed we were last against Kilkenny but the positive for that was that it gave us five weeks to get our house in order before the championship you know, to answer your question specifically I suppose you can justify anything you know if we beat Waterford in the first uh, game we'll say that we had a better running because we didn't play the first game if they win their first game come down here with momentum beat us everyone will say it's better to play in the first game so like, there's no answer to the question all we can do is focus on what we can control if we've got our fixture we've got our date we've got our venue that's what we're planning for and we're not really looking whether it's an advantage or disadvantage to be playing the first game our sole focus is playing and hopefully beating Morton for the first game down here on the 30th of, uh, of um, April and just on that then the squad wise like there was a lot of players probably on the injured list so how are you shaping up in that regard good positive you know I suppose the five weeks uninterrupted you know always gives us a chance to get fellas back in the field Darf is giving his back training no Robbie O'Flynn is back training they're nearly all back training at this stage obviously Mark Coleman uh, and Alan Connolly are long term injuries uh, but that's no news so we knew that at the start of the year so we planned with them and that goes back to the initial question you asked me about depth in the squad like we knew they were going to build we had to build depth uh, in those particular positions and uh, we feel we have done that during the league just finally then that, that, that two games against Waterford and Tip it, it's make or break really isn't it not necessarily like you know when you look at say the under 20 championship there that's gone tonight uh, a few draws here and there can keep the, the competition interesting um, but like from experience you'll always say that getting off in the front foot if you win your first game it puts you in the front foot if you lose your first game you're in the back foot straight away so our focus is solely on the Waterford game the first game and getting a positive result out of that game yeah, Cork Curling selector Donlow Mahoney there at the launch of the Munster GA Championships. All right, we're out of time. Rory's going to be along tomorrow evening from six. Like that, he'll have all the reaction to Cork versus Clare and, of course, the league final on at Parky Cueve. He'll be following the Masters at Augusta. All that good stuff. Premier League action tomorrow as well. So tune in from six. Rory back in the hot seat after his uh, trip away to the Big Apple. All right, Stevie G is on the way next. Thanks very much for tuning in to the Big Red Bench this evening. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.